Welcome to the Smut Hive, where each week we review a dark romance book, drink some high noons, laugh our asses off, and rant about all of the hot smutty sex. There will be spoilers, so if you want to read it first, close now and come back later. We also want to duly note this is an explicit podcast where we will be talking about all the taboo topics we read, including explicit sex of all varieties, subject matter that could be sensitive to some, and filthy language. We are your hosts, Jillian and Morgan. Are you ready? Yes. Hello. Welcome back. Well, Christmas has come and gone. Yes. I don't know about you, but my Christmas was hectic. I don't know if it's because I got two young kids, but I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm just still drunk. That's all there is to it. Like, and I'm still off work, so I'm still on vacation. Well, you're still on vacation, too. Right. But I feel like I need a vacation for my vacation. No. I, my husband and I are empty nesters. Our boys are in their 20s, and although we do see them for Christmas, um, we don't have all the hoopla, and so we Ugh, had basically right. we're just in, you know, PJs and drinking yeah. and food, and that was it. It was great. Yeah, mine's a little more hectic. It's you know putting together toys and playing with toys and stepping on toys and cooking, which I hate doing, and baking, which I hate doing, and yeah. you know, yeah. But I mean, I do love giving my my kids a good Christmas, but. Uh, it's New Year's coming up, and I'm going to be just real drunk. See, I'm still going to be drunk. I figure, like, since I'm already on yeah. vacation and I'm already drunk, I'll just stay that way. It's fine. I know. My kids are going to my mom's, my mom and dad's, so my husband and I get time. Although, part of me feels like all I want to do is sleep. Because <laughs> I am, but, I mean, that's not going to happen. I think we're going to go yeah. out to dinner and... Maybe do like a game night or I don't know, something. But it'll be nice to have just some husband-wife time. Yeah. No kids. We will find something epic to binge. Like, I don't think we're going to be able to not watch the season two of Witcher when it comes out. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it came out right before Christmas. And although we had gotten busy, um, we still were able to watch a little bit. But I feel like I really wanted to go back and watch one and two together. So I'm thinking... New Year's Eve day all the way up to the, right. the New Year's Day. Like shameful amounts of DoorDash will be delivered. That's all right. And lots and lots of liquor and yeah. then like intermissions for healthy yeah. time. But that's the best right. New Year's ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for this episode for this week, you know, coming to a close here in the month of December and also coming to a close for, you know, this shit of a year. Yeah. Um, but we decided to do um, another dark romance book that has a character that Morgan doesn't like. And uh, I do. So this will be fantastic. Um, Anything He Wants slash Castaway um, by Sarah Fox. So listen, <laughs> I will duly note that Jeremiah Hamilton, who is the name of the main man in this book, is not my favorite book husband, but I knew that Morgan would loathe him. So I made her read this and do the podcast simply because, you know, for you guys as entertainment, because she has lots of opinions on all the things. But before I let her go on a tangent, because <laughs> she's gonna, I at least kind of want to give you like what the story is, because as I appreciate and you, Morgan, will agree this might be the only thing she likes. 
we like and have said multiple times on this podcast that we like when the sex happens fast and we like that there's not a lot of diddle daddle around like if you're gonna fuck just fuck and then tell us where you go from here because now the game starts and you want to see how it goes and i mean the second page of chapter one this man already had his fingers in her and i was down not so much but hold, like, hold please whoa 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 <laughs> hold please i will totally let you rant oh, okay look lucy delacourt she is basically your every average everyday chick in the city not getting by okay she has dead parents that forced her to drop out of college she lost the family house she's living on a couch she barely has enough paycheck to paycheck to get by and she's temp working as a secretary in Hamilton Industries, okay? Mm-hmm. So she, the only thing she explains that is the best part of her day is in the mornings when she's going to work the hot man at the elevator. And she sees him again today and she never talks to him. She never barely even makes eye contact with him, but she twirls her hair or gets excited. And I think we all know what that feels like. Like you see, you know, a hot piece and you're like, I cannot talk to you, but I can look at you for a minute and not be awkward. But damn, I appreciate like you live in this world. So all of a sudden she's in her daydream thoughts because she's explaining to us that she visions him right. <laughs> while she's using her vibrator since she started seeing him in the elevator. Now she is all of a sudden alone with him in the elevator. He has pushed her into the elevator wall, like face first, caged her body in, turned off the elevator and is saying some naughty, naughty things. And he's basically saying like, I see you in this elevator every day. Like, is that you're doing? Mm -hmm. And then she can't answer because she's like struck stupid. And he's like, I can smell you. Like, I know you want me. And he's like running his hands up her skirt and he, you know, he finds where he's going and, you know, inserts a couple fingers or two, but oh no, apparently this is a crime. According to Morgan. (laughs) Listen, it's not a crime. It's just, like you're you've never spoken to this man you've never actually made direct eye contact and all of a sudden he's pushed you up against a wall you can't move first of all that would not be me i would be turning around and being like excuse the fuck out of me what's happening here i wouldn't be struck stupid that's not to say i wouldn't let him finger bay me in the elevator if he's hot and i'm single and blah 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 but i'd at least have something to say about it Nope, she just sits there, she's quiet, she doesn't say anything, and then all of a sudden he just starts finger-banging her. I'm sorry, can we press pause here? No. Like, that is, I've never read a book in which the sex comes on so fast. Yeah. They've at least had a conversation. No, you're welcome. Like, yeah, why do you no. need to have, that was enough of a conversation. She knew who it was touching her. He knew he could touch her from the way that she looked at him. I don't think that and there was any consent issues. No, there was no consent issues. I just, and he, I mean, at least he asks her her name, well, but she doesn't know yeah. his. Well, and it takes her a minute to remember her own because. Listen, that was my rule in college. I never fucked a guy until I knew his first and middle name. It was like a rule of mine. Okay, here's a question. Is that weird? Yes. You want to know why? Could you remember them to today? Like, if you had to sit and think of, like, their first, middle, and last name? No. Because you don't care. But it was my rule at the time. Okay. Well, that so rule, I feel like, wasted a bunch of time. Well, <laughs> I feel like if he's like, what's your name? And she's like, oh, I'm Lucy. I feel like I would be like, 
And what's yours? If you want to finger bang me, like, at least tell me your name. And also on a side note, I don't even like the name Jeremiah. It's not even sexy. I don't know. He was sexy to me. I was liked, he, though? Yeah. I mean, okay, fine. He was. But, like, yeah. give me a fucking conversation before no. you finger bang me in an I elevator. Don't. I think that kind of takes away the spontaneous <laughs> action of being able to check off, have you been finger banged in an elevator by a hot fucking guy? I would love to be able to check that off my bucket list for life. And now Lucy can check that off because she wasn't being a dick about that. I'm just saying. I don't know. I feel like chapter one, this is like page (laughs) two, three, and four is this is what's happening right now. So yeah, amazing author writing in this one, because I know exactly what the fuck is happening and I'm down. Well, I'm down. I just had questions. Oh, okay. Look, so trolling along. Yep. Cause it gets worse yeah. as far as Morgan is concerned. Um, so he does get her off. She, uh, he does like at, try to get her to talk and she just can't form full sentences. And she, she does like pulls, you know, unlocks the elevator. She stumbles out onto a floor. That's not her own. Almost forgets her bag. He like whistles at her and holds the bag out the elevator so she can get her bag. She goes to the bathroom because her panties are like a mess. She cleans herself up, goes and sits in her cubicle and decides, I don't even know. And I can't even handle it. I'm just going to do my temporarily like fucking secretary job today. And that's all I can do. And then at the end of the day, she goes and walks like to leave work. She's leaving. She's walking through the parking garage and she gets snatched like and pulled into a dark corner of like the gets thrown up again, the wall again. And she's about ready to panic. But then she smells him. And then he talks to her. It's him. It's Jeremiah Hamilton. Hot fucker from that finger banger right. in the elevator has now captured her again and shoved her ass up against right. the wall. Again, no crime has been committed. No, no. but Go ahead, darling. You know you want to. Now she's angry about it. <laughs> I, I, can, I cannot. Like, now you're angry about it. Now you're going to try and step on his foot and kick him. And you're going to say, no, now you're choosing to do that. Like, yeah. that ship has fucking passed now. Like, what is he expecting? You let him finger bang you without speaking in an elevator. And now he's come back for some more. And now you're like, no, thanks. Well, no. yeah, and it's not even a strong no. She's just like, um, um, let me, let go. me go. And then I'm going to like um, kick the inside of your leg with right. my foot. Oh, no, you're this big, like strong, crazy man. And I'm barely putting the effort right. into it. But he does like shake her and look at her and go, look, if you want to say no, like we're out. Like, yeah. I don't want to fuck anyone who doesn't want to fuck me. Like, tell me. Yeah. And then she can't say shit, but oh, she shocking. drops to her knees. Right. Like, she just instantly drops to her knees and starts sucking his dick. So... Hold on, though, before you go off on another rant, because this was hot. This sex scene was really it fucking was. hot. It was. It was hot. Yeah. Um, The only thing that I'm going to know, and it's not going to take away the hotness of the sex scene because it was legit and it was very detailed, which I appreciated. Yeah. Um, But I know we've talked about this in the past when you're like, it's such a detailed, amazing sex scene. And in your brain, you can like see it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like a sentence is written and it doesn't make any sense. And you're like, whoa, 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 where was my hand now? Yeah. That happened here. And yeah. so it made me pause for a moment, but it wasn't enough to like stop reading. Yeah. Because like he, she was just sucking his dick. Like, okay, let's get to the fucking penetration here. Yeah. M- M- Morgan has issues with like logistics. Right. Like 
one scene she's like sucking it. his dick and the next one she's just unbuttoning his pants and that bugs morgan because right. she's like all into every single word and i have skipped every fourth word because i know that his dick is in her mouth and i'm like cool where's your hand go now well like that's you mean where i am. member because oh they the, say member. they say member and not yeah. dick which i absolutely hate not Penis, every time dick Whatever the fuck. Cock. Yeah. I don't know. Don't say member. You don't like member? I don't like member. It's not Fair sexy. Enough. I feel like I'm, you're talking about like a member of a country club or something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, she didn't go, oh, please let me suck your member. So that's not. That's true. Yeah. Well, honestly, I wouldn't put it past her. I, I mean, want to put maybe. it past her. Yeah. She's a little, at this point, she's just kind of fruitcakey. I think I kind of like her right now because she is fruitcakey. And I also think that I can kind of understand, like, I cannot believe this is my motherfucking day and I just cannot handle any part of this. So I'm just going to, like, let him do whatever. And he does. Yeah. He does. He fucks her. You know, yeah. they do more foreplay. Yeah. He ends up fucking her. It's really fucking hot. It's over. She's instantly shamed and embarrassed. I don't know how you go from, like, <sighs> mind screaming crazy orgasm to as soon as this man lowers you from this wall, you're like, oh, I'm all of a sudden ashamed and embarrassed. And he's trying to be nice. Like, he's giving her his coat. Yeah. Trying to take her, like, hey, my car's over here. Let me drive you home. She's like, nope, I have to get the train. Like, I need to punish myself. I need to sit on, in the train and think about what I've done. You know? I was kind of like, yeah. Like, bitch, you just fucked a guy, a hot-ass guy. Yeah. A rich one. Yep. Like, it was fucking hot. Mm-hmm own that shit yeah. like own that shit and like now you're all fucking oh i'm weird and guilted out about it i don't know yeah i just uh, that part was really annoying she was a bit wishy-washy for me in yeah. this particular but she goes she goes home she you know tries to guilt herself out of it but picks her ass up in the morning and goes into work and then like her boss comes and gets her and ends up, like, taking her in the elevator, like, all the way to the top. And she go has to be shown into an office. And who does she find but random dude that she fucked right. in the parking garage. And he happens to be Jeremiah Hamilton, the yeah. owner of the whole fucking company. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck am I here for? And he was like, well, listen, you're a temp and your entire staff, your entire department was going to be let go today because you're not needed anymore. So you would be out of a job. And that instantly devastates her because she needs every penny she right. can get her hands on to survive. And I guess there's not a lot of things that are hiring right now. And he was just like, but I will give you a job and you can stay on here, but your job will be my personal assistant. And she was like, yeah, but I fucked you. So like, what kind of personal assistant yeah. are you talking about? Like, and he was like, yes, all of those things. Like anything I want, anything I want. That's your job title. It's like, what do I do as anything I want? And yeah. he means it. And within, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes of back and forth conversation. She's on a plane to Paris. Like yeah. she's agreed to be the assistant. He's basically letting her know, like, yes, I'm going to fuck you, right. like, a lot. Didn't he fuck her on his desk when yes. she agreed, she had to do, right? like, she passed the interview, but Ugh. he wanted to do, like, a physical uh -huh. examination, which was kind of funny. I mean, yeah. Um, but he did fuck her, and it was yeah. The sex is really is good, good in this good. book. Yes. yes. So, she's on this plane. They go to Paris. He's got, you know, jobs and work and whatever. And he really does expect her to keep his calendar. Like, right. he's like, you're still seriously, like, a personal right. assistant. So he's like paying off all of her debt and like giving her a nice salary. And she's like, look, I can at least I can do this job. Like, so she does. She at mm -hmm. least does that. She besides the sex stuff and, and whatever, she does actually take the job of 
keeping him in track and all the things he needs to do very seriously. And she does impress him in that way, which right. I do like. Because I kind of, yeah. she's not just going to be a whore. Right. Like, she feels like she is, and that's great, but she needs this break. She's still mourning her parents. Yeah. Like, everything that's happening really sucks for her. So I'm kind of cool with it. Like, if she ever felt bad, girl, don't feel bad. No. I'm, I'm behind you 110%. Like, do you, boo. Anywho, they enjoy a lot of time together in Paris. And I think, Morgan disagrees, but I think that as the sexual relationship with them goes on during the stay in Paris, that their intimacy is starting to be established. And I think that he's more than, you know, using her more than just a toy. And I think feelings are starting to develop there. I don't believe it. Yeah. And here's, and this is my reason why I, okay. Jeremiah to me is like the asshole of assholes, right? A lot of the men in romance books, they are assholes right? A girl likes a bad boy, but there's a redeeming quality at some point about them that for me, I understand how the woman can fall in love with them. They do something, they act a certain way, whatever it may be. I did not feel like Jeremiah had any redeeming qualities. Like I just, it was like, he wanted to be sweet and nice, but then like halfway through, he'd like close down and like throw up his walls. And I just did not understand how she could be falling in love with him. I just didn't feel like he was giving her enough for like that part of the relationship to like, I don't know, grow. I just, I didn't, I didn't believe the the love portion from her because I just didn't understand how you could be in love with somebody that, I don't know, didn't show you, I don't know, love, didn't treat you a certain kind of way. He just didn't really, like, he was an asshole, but that's all he was, in my eye. Yeah. Well, and I think, so, there is a part that kind of brings the end of Paris. Um, She gets poisoned. Right. She gets poisoned, and they don't know if that was intended for her or intended for Jeremiah, but Jeremiah goes instantly into protection mode. And so any kind of, you know, softness that they shared together while they're in Paris um, seems to have gone away now. And he's in like full blown, like military mode, like, and that is something that he used to be. So Jeremiah's story itself, he grew up with shitty people. Like he had horrible parents and rich or not, people still suck, you know? So he had horrible parents. And so the first chance he got, he went away to the military and that's where his career was going to be. But his father died unexpectedly and then made a, a thing in his will Instead of leaving the business to the older brother, he left it to Jeremiah and said, if Jeremiah didn't come home, quit the military and run the business, then all these people would be without a job. So he was guilted into running this company that he doesn't really care about. Um, He was more of a military man. So now something has threatened a possession of his. So he's going into full blown caveman. She's locked down. She survives, obviously, but she does get very sick for a long time. They come back to the U.S., Um, and it just ends up being where she's still poking and prodding into his life, trying to learn everything that she can about him and understand him. And she's meeting his people. She's meeting his like estranged brother. She's meeting his mother. She's meeting other people that have worked for him, exes of his or whatever. She's meeting his people and insinuating herself into his life. But I find that she's able to see through his bullshit. Like he, yes, he does have these soft moments with her and then he catches himself and he starts to be cruel and she doesn't take it personally because she's like, oh, I just threatened you. So she's like, I'm winning. Like this is a very long battle or, you know, a very long war and I'm winning, winning these little battles until I can break him down. 
Yeah. I liked I just, it. I mean, it is worth it for the sex. I mean. The sex is so right? good. So, but I just feel like, I don't know, his protection was more important than, like, how he treated her relationship-wise. So, for me, like, anytime she would be be sweet with him or whatever it was always like well you're my responsibility and i need to protect you and like i feel like one of the no woman wants to hear from a man like you're my responsibility like i can speak for myself i am my own person and she does say that like yeah i'm not your responsibility and he just doesn't let it go it got old for me it got old quickly yeah um, well, we also have, you know, there's a lot of meddlers and there's another story that's going on because they're still trying to track down like who poisoned Lucy. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of that still going on. And so she's frustrated. She's well, but she's on his property. She can't leave. Everybody basically that's around doesn't really care much for her. And he is kind of avoiding her left and right, you know, and that's really starting to piss her off. Well, she's also met a handful of times his estranged brother, Lucas. So Lucas is now considered like the family outcast, which means that's exactly why he wants to show up at different, you know, mm-hmm. affairs and like poke his brother. But Lucas is butthurt because his dad decided not to let him run the company. And I don't really know if it's ever been clear of why that is. I, I just don't yeah. know. But um, the mom treats him like shit and everything. Well, the deal is, is they think as soon as dad died and brother found out that he wasn't going to be in charge, he stole all this money and left. And then he invested all that money into like a becoming an arms dealer. Like, so now Jeremiah doesn't call him Lucas. He calls him Loki. And I think that that Lucy kind of picks up right away that Lucas is butthurt and he wants to be like with his brother. And I don't think he gives a shit about his mother, but I think he does right. want to like reconcile with his brother, but neither one of them can make that happen. They're too stubborn. They're too stubborn yeah. and they're too, you know, pig-hated or whatever. But Lucas is definitely where Jeremiah is so like cold and straight and clinical. And, and Lucas, on the other hand, is just very, he is Loki. He's just very smart assy. He's into trouble, but is he? And he's always hitting on her and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Anyway. Wackiness ensues. There's like a shootout at Jeremiah's house and whatever. And they all, you know, she lives through it. Jeremiah lives through it. But she finally tells him she loves him. Like near death experience. Shit got real besides the fact she was already poisoned. But shit got real. And he is cruel. He blows her off. And he's just like, no. I mean, she literally said the word no. She said, I love you. And he said no. And got up and left. And so she got up and left. She actually, well, one of the things he told her is that we think you're safe as far as being able to go off the property so you can leave at any time. And she felt like, oh, that means you want me gone. Right. And when she went outside the front door, because she did want to flee, but when she went outside the front door, um, there's a cat or a, ta- or not a taxi, a limo, a limo yeah. that's waiting for her. So she gets in and takes off and she's crying. And then she realized Lucas is actually driving the limo. And he was like, so my brother's a dick, huh? Like, he fucked that up real quick. Like, why don't you come with me and we can get him back? And she's like, mm, I don't know about all that, but hold, please. But that's the end of, like, the right. first book. <sighs> there's a, it's a lot. It's exciting. It is. It's exciting because it there's a lot of cool shit yep. and you don't see some twists coming. Correct. Um, But, and the sex was, again, so good. And a lot of it. A lot, yeah. A lot of it. But I liked it. And I like him. He's a dick. He is a dick. Mm. And he, you can tell that 
those are not just walls. That's like right. some ironclad shit. I don't know. I just, well, first of all, when she gets in the limo to like, and Lucas is like, like, I'm kidnapping you. Mm. Bitch, roll your ass out of the limo door. And she just stays in there and is like, all right. So I just feel like, A, that's not really the, uh, when I look up kidnapping in a dictionary, I just don't feel like that quite matches, perhaps. Uh, But it should be of no shock that I like Lucas more than I like Jeremiah. And we will talk about that. Yeah. We'll take a sharp break. Welcome back. Okay. Book two. Castaway. So... Lucy gets quote unquote kidnapped by Lucas by Lucas and essentially you find out that he needs her because she speaks French and he needs to do an arms deal or a deal of some kind and he needs her to translate for him so that's the purpose of why he well that's what he says that's why he says he kidnaps her but he also wants her yeah so that's kind of like on the side, but but you don't know right now too. Like, does he want her because he's fascinated by her, or just because right. his brother right. has her? Yep, you don't know yet. No. So they go through this. He uses her for this arms deal, and then they end up going on this boat. Yeah. Well, his boat, Lucas's his boat. boat. Yeah. So, uh, and then I don't know. There's like. 10 new characters. I'm confused. I'm gonna let you maybe yeah. talk about this because I this is part of the reason that I didn't love the second book because I was confused. Yeah. So have at it. Yeah. So Lucas, um, it's not just arms that like uh, he's running like illegal, whatever is illegal to transport over, you know, country lines, whatever he's doing. Because right, what he needed her to interpret is with a doctor that was taking AIDS medication back to wherever. Um, and so, but then you also have this other group of like, you know, crazy, whatever men that are there with actual weapons. Right. So you get the idea of how Lucas fits into this at this point. And so he kind of, you know, puts her on the boat because she is the only woman now amongst a sea of maybe a handful of good men and then a handful of bad men. Right. So he locks her like in a room or in his stateroom or whatever. So... A lot of shit happens. Her and Lucas have a lot of conversation. And I think that's why I can see why you like him more because there's no sex involved with her and Lucas. And so he's actually trying to actually get to know her. He's asking her questions. He's trying to understand her. And he's funny. He is funny. Yeah. And he's also answering questions about himself, which therefore gives her information about Jeremiah. Right. I mean, not really a lot of stuff she didn't already know. She already knew that he got conned into, you know, doing this and that he would feel guilty if he walked away from it because of all the people losing their jobs and that his love was really the military and that he's never really had a relationship and their parents really are this asshole-ish and shitty. So anyway, so eventually something happens where... Lucas is torn in one direction. She's in another direction and is almost raped and killed and beaten by some of the bad guys that are on the boat. And Lucas saves her. Right. While whilst recovering from this incident and Lucas's affection towards her, they fuck. So she's now fucked Jeremiah's brother. And she doesn't feel guilty about it now. She doesn't right. feel guilty. She doesn't turn over and go, I can't fucking believe I did that at all like she doesn't do that at all 
but you can tell she's in love with Jeremiah. And when she, her head gets on straight, she's going to regret what she's done with Lucas. But now Lucas has caught the feelings. This whole situation, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like, okay, you tell a man that you love him and then you get quote unquote kidnapped by his brother and he takes you to this boat and the bad things happen. We're talking like two days, maybe not even two days. You just said, I love you to somebody. And then in two days time, you fuck his brother. So a, do you really love him? Cause I feel like if you actually love somebody, you would not fall in bed with their brother. True. But I also think the reason that she didn't feel guilty is because she actually likes Lucas because He's like established a relationship with her because they have had all of those conversations. So I feel like she did own this one, right? She did own this sexual thing. Yeah, she doesn't regret it. No, but she comes to regret it because she realizes that, oh, I love Jeremiah, but I don't see the guilt. He, Jeremiah didn't reciprocate. He didn't show her in any way that he loved her or cared about her more than being a responsible party and what she needed to protect. I just don't see why she should feel guilty. Yeah. And for me, I feel like she is in love with Jeremiah for her own reasons, whatever they are to her. Um, And then I feel that she is very hurt and then ends up in this impossible situation that is basically from Jeremiah's family. And then she finds this sweetness in Lucas, but I think she also knows he would be bad for me too. And it doesn't really cross her mind of saying, I want to be with Lucas in a relationship or possibly he would treat me better than Jeremiah because she still to her core only wants to be with Jeremiah. And I know this, well, you know, why we're reading it, but Jeremiah then just like storms the boat. Like he, they get into his men, get into a fight with Lucas's men and he, Jeremiah comes into the room and he is rescuing her. So, you know, so to speak. Like guns blazing. Like take but Lucas, a step back. Lucas actually captures Jeremiah and like puts him right. in the prison room or whatever. And so she does go to see him like locked up in the brig. And she's just, I don't, she's not coming right out and being like, I did this or I left you because of you being such a dick. Right. Like, I don't feel like that conversation went well. And this is what I'm finding out about Jeremiah as a character. He doesn't say any of the things he's supposed to say. He doesn't acknowledge what he's supposed to acknowledge. He thinks he's proving everything by his actions, by showing up. Like, yes, I'm not going to say that I loved you. And yes, I'm not going to apologize that you said that you loved me and I became a dick about it. I stormed a fucking boat for you, you know, kind of a thing dick he's an asshole yeah he's an asshole and i get it i don't know again it's like he didn't storm the boat because he loves her he stormed the boat because she's his responsibility and he wants to protect her so i feel like and i think that's what lucy is thinking yeah like in that moment so she's pissed yeah she's pissed off she's like well then fuck you like you can stay down here in this fucking room and i'm gonna go up to my room yeah well they dock Like, I don't know what country they're in, but they duck. And at some point they all have a chance to talk, the three of them. But Lucas has already told Lucy, like, I know that you still love my brother. And so I'm just going to wait over here on the sidelines for you to figure out that he's not going to love you. 
but I'm not going to tell him. It's not, it's not my business right. to tell. It's your business to tell. So you don't have to worry about it. So she's not told Jeremiah that she fucked his brother. Right. But at this point, there hasn't really been a chance mm -hmm. either. Because what they're starting to realize is that there is an assassin that is out now, has made attempts on all three of them. And so they've decided they need to stick together to figure out who this is so that Lucy can go home and back to her normal life. Right. So she's stuck in between the two brothers that she's now in love with one and fuck them both and trying to figure out what's going on. And they head to Dubai. And there's a lot of interesting things that happen in Dubai. There's a twist to the story, a bunch of situations that happen. But here's the short version of it. Jeremiah, is who is not yet again, said that he was sorry for treating her like crap and not told her that he has feelings for her, is still trying to fuck her. And she's putting him off. Right. She's putting him off because, one, he doesn't deserve her right. panties. He doesn't deserve it. No. And, two, she has guilt. And she doesn't know how to tell him. She's decided she's going to tell him, I slept with Lucas. Right. And she knows that he's not going to listen to her reasons why she did what she did. And she doesn't feel as though she can be with Jeremiah until she tells him and she just can't do it yet. So she's torn. Lucas, you can tell his feelings are hurt because he thought she would come around by now and oh, come yeah. to him. And Jeremiah has no clue what's going on, but doesn't fucking care because right. he's on a one mission right. is to save them all. Right. That's his mission. And so there is though this like trip that they have to take in Dubai where they leave like the lavish hotel resort that they're mm -hmm. in and they go on this like excursion because they have to see and meet these other people and it's set up in the desert like with tents and it's like a big camping type of right. situation in the desert so they have she finally has to cave to Jeremiah because the foreplay right. and the naughty talk that happened for him to finally get her right. back in bed is like fucking sexy ass sandstorm sex and i was obsessed i was i was there for that i was there for that one it was so good it was good yeah but she wants to roll over the next morning and tell him what she did because she's only feels as though it's fair but they're interrupted yeah and when i say wackiness ensues this is just my code for them going on the run again right. because people are shooting at them or they've uncovered another person that's a meddler Ugh. who's trying to kill them right. and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to gloss over all of that, though, because, I mean, I want you to read it. These are not very long books. Um, the two books together. And it's a complete series. Like, yeah. it finishes out just the two books. They're not very long. And I think that they're worth the read for the twist and turns mm -hmm. and especially to cover the sex. Right. Um, but kind of where we are at this point is that they've come back from the desert They've shook off all the sand and everyone that's after them for like five minutes. Lucy is going to tell Jeremiah that she fucked Lucas before they can move forward. And when she goes to tell him, he is sitting in her room and he looks at her and he was like, so when were you going to tell me you fucked my brother? I am now done with you. <laughs> yep. Apparently, like condom wrappers were found in the room right. that Lucy was in. Yeah. And so he put two and two together that way. And she was like, I was going to tell you. And he was like, yep, bullshit. Yeah. Fuck you. So at this point, like, she's trying to, like, kind of scramble and is like, I still love you. And, like, I still want to be with you. Like, are we ever going to be able to move forward from this? And he's essentially like, no. I, we will not, I will not be able to, like, forgive or forget this. Like, you fuck my brother. End of scene. I will oh, still God. protect you, but, like, we cannot be together at this point. Yeah. 
And she leaves. Yeah. Yeah. So she's made a friend in Dubai and that friend is helping her like get away from the brothers. Yeah. And get her home to America. Yeah. So she does get home, but she doesn't get very far before the wackiness that was in yeah. Dubai follows her and them. And there's an explosion at the hotel mm-hmm. she just left. So she doesn't know if the brothers are even alive. And then Jeremiah does show up, though. Um, so now FBI is involved. It's a lot. It's a lot that's going on. But there's forced proximity now at this point for Jeremiah and Lucy. Right. And they start to talk. So he tells her in one breath, I don't want to know. And then he asked, how, how is it that it came about? So it takes a really long time for her to be able to explain anything to him because mm-hmm. he is a monster yeah. in that way. But he's butthurt. Yeah. But she tells him, like, look, I get it and it sucks, but you devastated me. Whatever. I don't care if you care or not. You devastated me. I walked out of the front door and there was a limo. I thought you wanted me gone. It ended up being your brother who kidnapped me. But yet then I found myself in this situation where he needed to protect me. And then I fell apart because I almost died. And he was there saying all the right things and being who I wish that you could be. Right. Boom. And then it takes him a while, but he does wrap his head around it. Yeah. So again, a lot of wackiness ensues. Lucas comes back into the picture. They're solving the mysteries and the murders and getting people off their backs. And it's horrible. But when you find out who like the culprit is, it ends up being like another brother. His dad was a dick. There's a bastard. The bastard hates the brothers. But there's the one of the final scenes is essentially he's kidnapped all of them. And they're all like strapped and chained up like on the ledge of like a bridge or something. And they have chains and like bricks and stuff to the chains. And he is telling Lucy, you have to pick between Lucas or Jeremiah. And one of them is going over and is obviously going to die when they fall off the bridge and sink into the water. And she refuses. Like she's going to kill herself. Yeah. She says, I choose myself. Yeah. So before she can like throw herself off the bridge or whatever, um, there ends up being like, a distraction. I don't know if FBI shows up finally or something like that. But then before the bad guy can kill Lucy, Lucas tackles him and they, they both go off the bridge. Right. So in the end, it's just Lucy and Jeremiah and Jeremiah is in bad shape because when he was kidnapped, his bastard brother was not nice to him right. and almost killed him. And yeah. he was in a coma for a really long time. Right. So she is at the hospital sitting bedside, protecting him from his crazy fucking mean ass mother and everyone after him mourning that Lucas is dead. They can't find the body. They can't, you know, nothing's happening there. And then when he finally wakes up, she leaves. Like she, they have a conversation. She determines this isn't right for me. You're never going to forgive me. Now he's dead. I don't want any more of any of this. And I can't take everything that I've been through. I thought I could be, pardoned for you but i can't i'm still the soft love wanting love that i was and you can't give it to me so he lets her go but what you don't know is that during this time they're not talking she's moved on and gotten a job she's doing very well taking care of herself feeling herself for the first time but she is still heartbroken for both of them and she does get an invitation to lucas's funeral i guess it was a couple of months before they had it she sees Jeremiah, they reconnect, but they don't instantly, no. they don't even instantly fuck. No. Like he dates her. So now you have kind of your epilogue or, right. you know, prologue or whatever, or whichever log it is. Yeah. And they talk about um, dating. He really is putting through all the yeah. effort and, and trying to I date mean, her. 
Yeah, he essentially is like when you chose yourself to go over the bridge, like I knew I was in love with you. Like I made a mistake. So he what I was missing in the beginning of the book to understand why she was like in love with him, I feel like I got at the end. Yeah. So I don't know. It was a little off for me, but like I liked the end. Uh, after the funeral, Jeremiah does go and like talk to somebody and this old man approaches Lucy Lucy and gives her like bird feed or something. And she realizes that it's Lucas. And yeah. In a disguise to see his funeral. So she knows he's alive. And then when Jeremiah comes back, by the time she tells Jeremiah that Lucas is alive, he's gone. Yeah. And so he's alive. He's not around. The... Luke, Jeremiah has pretty much told his mom to fuck off, yeah. which she honestly deserved. should have been done forever ago. So what long ki- ago. I don't understand what kind, and this happens a lot it in does. books. You have like the terrible mom and like the son or daughter or whomever's mom it is, is always like, is like, okay with like them being fucking cunt bags to everybody. <laughs> I don't understand that. Like, yeah. I feel like I would be like, can you shut the fuck up? Like, right. this isn't your life. I but. Know. This one was a special kind of yeah. bitch. And I wish he just would have been like, and he did say like, mom, that's enough. But honestly, like, can you please leave my life? Like mm-hmm. I'm over you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I did like how it was wrapped up. Yeah. I really liked that they didn't just come back together and all their problems were solved. Right. I love that he went through therapy, that she yeah. went through therapy, that they both didn't work together anymore. Yeah. That he actually dated her like with real honest to yeah. goodness, regular dates. So that when they did come back together, it was again, very sexy. Cause the sex in these, these books were so yeah. good. Um, it was very sexy, but it was very believable. And mm-hmm. if you couldn't believe the love at the end, right. You know, it's a struggle to get there. And I think that was what was the important message behind this book is that not every alpha asshole is going to be a dick in five pages and then magically charming for the rest of the book. Yeah, it happens, but it's a good one. I liked it. I mean, yeah, I'm on the fence. Okay. Well, I mean, it's over now, so you can stay up on the fence. (laughs) I will stay up on that fence. Um, so next week, episode 10, that's actually going to be our finale for season two before we have a short two week break. Yes. Yeah. What are we going to do? Okay. So this one is one of my favorite series of all times. I actually had to talk Jillian into doing this. Because it's 12 books. It's 12 books. But, uh, it's called Calendar Girls. It is by Audrey Carlin. So essentially it's 12 books. So one book for every month of the year. Right. And... The premise is the girl is an escort. She needs money fast. So she joins her aunt's escort business and every month is another man. Now she doesn't sleep with every man. She does, you know, it's every chapter is different. Some she sleeps with, some she doesn't. Some she's just a pretend girlfriend. It's, you just don't know. You and these books are short. They're yeah. only like, I think, 120 yeah. pages at the most. Yeah, so they're short. They're short. Uh, so it, it essentially takes you through a year a year of escorting uh, for this girl. And oh, it's so fucking good. I'm telling you, it's one of my favorites. And I cannot wait for you to read it. I know. It's going to take like, you know, my vacation. Yeah. We're fine. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm excited to read it. I think... I, you know, I haven't read a hooker book yet, so yeah. I'm all about the hooker book. Yeah. Let's do this. Yep. Yeah. 
All right, guys. Well, that is the end of our episode. It's also getting close to the end of the year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So before you get on with your day, be sure to check us out on our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok as The Smut Hive, done by yours truly, our IT expert. <laughs> Follow, like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at smuthive at We would love to hear from you. We better hear from you.